Every day, a small group of people are making quantum leaps forward, building wealth faster than most dream possible, almost like they have the Midas touch. On Breakaway Wealth, we'll unlock the secrets to breaking out of the herd, thinking big and building wealth on our own terms. And now let's join our host, the creator of Create Tailwind, and your abundance advocate, Jim Oliver. Welcome back. I'm your host, Jim Oliver. And today with me, I have a great guest, Greg Chaplin. And Greg is a super successful real estate guy in the Norfolk, Virginia area. Did I say that right? Norfolk? Yep. Norfolk, Virginia. Virginia yep. Beach. Yep. Yeah. That's awesome. Greg, welcome. Welcome to the show. Well, thanks for having me, Jim. It's, a, it's an absolute pleasure to be with you and the folks here at Create Tailwind. And uh, just an honor to be with you. Yeah, well, thank you. I, I feel uh, exactly the same, and I've enjoyed our conversations over over the time that uh, we've gotten to know you. And uh, you are, uh, t yeah. Before I start getting into that, I guess let's give us a, just a quick introduction, Greg. Sure, sure. I um, uh, grew up in the New England area and uh, out near Cape Cod, and ended up moving down to West Virginia when I was a freshman in high school. So I thought my life was over, but realized it was just beginning. So. We uh, finished up school there, and after school, uh, uh, college, ended up down in the Virginia Beach, Norfolk area, um, had some connections down this way, and was looking for a place to start our life. So long story short, I, I bounced around a few things like most college graduates do, and, and uh, ended up in the wine business for about 13 years. Uh, started off in sales and marketing, and then ended up in management, and ran a distributorship, and then... Uh, went to work for the supplier. Now the distributorship was my client and learned a lot about business. Um, I also learned that I was never going to own the company. So uh, in uh, uh, the company that I worked for was a, was a very large company and it was one that grew through acquisition. It also grew through internal development. Uh, I had managed through eight acquisitions and the ninth one got me. So I, I was, I was out at 39 years old. Um, house two kids in private school beautiful wife that i wanted to stay married to and <laughs> and i was like okay what do i want to be when i grow up so i i uh interviewed in the, uh, jim in the uh, literally on the drive home from the airport with my severance package riding shotgun i was already networking i was i was working my database and i interviewed 25 times in the first 30 days uh, that i was let go wow um, I didn't care if I was driving to Delaware or flying to Atlanta or Texas or wherever it was. I was, I was just hungry to find whatever that next thing was going to be. Now I, I was, I was being a little greedy and I wasn't willing to go somewhere. I didn't want to go or do something I didn't want to do. Uh, so I, I was saying no to a few opportunities, but, uh, after about 30 days, I had exhausted my, uh, my resources, my database, the phone stopped ringing and I was like, Okay, what am I going to do now? So instead of just sitting around all day looking at the phone waiting for it to ring, I, I got in real estate school for quite frankly for just something to do. And I chased a couple corporate opportunities and five to six weeks later, the very week that I got licensed in real estate, all three corporate opportunities dried up. Wow. And I was, kind of looked at the looked at the roof of the car, kind of hit my knees and said, "Really, this is what you want me to do?" <laughs> you know. Right. So that's that that's my uh, awesome story of how I got in real estate. Um, that, literally everything else dried up. Wow. You know, it's funny how sometimes we make decisions or we're guided, uh, like you said, uh, when you look up, uh, we're guided into a direction that we never thought we would go. 
but then it works out to our favor. And it's kind of like, if, uh, you know, if we're just patient, we, we really get what we're looking for. Um, and, uh, um, you know, sometimes I tell people when I moved to South Dakota, I was, uh, in, if I could draw it up, I would be, I would have been somewhere warm all year long and, um, you know, somehow South Dakota was it, but you know, we've been really blessed and where we live up in South Dakota is amazing. And now we're spending, uh, the end of December till June in Southwest Florida. That's right. And you just can't get much better than down here this time of year. You know, it's going to, we have a cold front coming in today, so it's only going to be 73. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, this morning, my, uh, my daughter is, um, uh, who, who's in the TV business. She's a, a reporter and anchor. Uh, she's moving from just outside of Pittsburgh to Tucson, Arizona. Nice. And that's not a bad thing to do in February. And uh, so it's, it's, a, it's a good, uh, good trend. But I, I hear what you're saying about, you know, God moves his people around and you, you just don't know how it's going to happen. But um, I fell into the right thing. And, and now I make as much in a month as I used to make in a year in the wine business. And wow. that's not a pat on my back. It's a, it's a, it's a process. You know, I've been in real estate now for 15 years and yeah. um, it's a process. It's a growth. And, and I'm, I'm excited about the future. So when you got into real estate, you don't, did you, I mean, you just had gone through real estate school, but you didn't have yeah. like a firm or anybody saying, Hey, come to work for us, Greg. Cause you've got all these great contacts or whatever the clue. criteria. And we're talking about March of 2005. So wow. I, um, I knew some people in the industry and I yep. went and I talked to them and at, at that precise moment, the market was as hot as a firecracker. And right. You'd literally stick a sign in the yard, you'd walk in the house and you'd have three offers waiting for you on the dining room table. You know, it just, it was just that fast. And yeah. Yeah. so I looked around I looked around, there were some people that I knew and trusted in the industry. And I went and I talked to them and, and I said, yeah, I knew what I brought to the table, but I was like, you know, so what is, you know, what can you help me with? And there was one guy that I knew, um, he had, he had been a uh, Virginia beach police officer and I knew him from way back playing softball and, and, you know, back when we were in our twenties and, and, um, he knew me and I knew him, we'd never worked together or anything, but he had gotten into real estate and was having a, a real run with it. And I went to him and I said, you know, I'd like to, he, he had a team and teams were very new at that point. It wasn't really normal in real estate to have developed a team, but he had a team of about 14 to 16 people. Wow. And they were killing it. And I said, you know, I, I know what I bring to the table. And he goes, well, I do too. I've known you long enough. Please come and work with me. So I was very fortunate, very blessed to be able to start my career on a real estate team that was very well run. And I learned a ton about that. Now, I had just come out of the wine business uh, 13 years where I had done nothing except develop sales teams. Right. So that spoke to me. Uh, the, the whole team concept spoke to me. And, and team is a real weird thing because team's just a little four-letter word, but I can't name you two teams in the United States that run the same way. It, they're, they're not cookie cutter. They're completely different philosophically. They're completely different structurally. Um, value propositions are completely different. So it, it's kind of a, a little mysterious where someone says, yeah, I'm on a real estate team. Oh, I know what that is. No, you don't because they're all different, you know? So and 
Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. No, so Greg, for people that don't know, kind of explain the concept of a real estate team, even though I know all of them are different. Sure. What's the concept or what's the purpose? What's the, you know, what, why would somebody who's in real estate today that maybe is out on their own, what, what, what would be the advantage or what, what do you, you know, tell me, tell me about real estate teams, okay. just the okay. basics. Sure. No, real, a real estate team, um, you know, assuming the philosophy, the philosophy is, is developmental, it's a great place to come and learn because you're surrounded by activity. And instead of being an independent agent and, you know, the average first year agent might do four to six transactions. And so they're four to tr six transactions experienced in year two. Whereas if you're joining a team, you might be around, I don't know, 60, 80, 100, 200 transactions going on around you. And every situation becomes a learning opportunity. If someone's having an issue with something and you're sitting at the next desk, you're, you're hearing how they're handling it. You're going, okay, put that one in the toolbox because I might need that one someday. So your yeah. learning curve ramps up exponentially. Um, the second thing is typically the team has some element of lead generation, some, some element of, um, you know, creating new business, whether it's reputation, whether it's, um, you know, traction and momentum, you know, they've got that. So uh, jumping into the middle of that, you tend to be benefited as well. Um, you know, there's learning, there's training, there's development, there's uh, leads, if there's a lead program that the, that the team offers. Um, and so it's a good place for, a, for a, a new agent to start. It's also a good place for someone, let's say an agent's doing, I don't know, a dozen or so transactions a year, but they really, they really want to do more. They're just not sure how to get to that next level. And I've helped agents come on board with me that were already doing 18 to 20 transactions a year, which is a, a fairly healthy business. And one in particular did 43 transactions last year. She's been with me about 18 months. Wow. So we, we completely ramped her up to the point where, um, uh, you know, just with a little bit of coaching and a little bit of organization, um, she, she was able to double her production and so then double her income. Uh, yeah. So she, um, in addition to that, the team typically has a little bit more economies of scale where, you know, staffing is possible. Administration help is possible where a new agent, they typically are, God, I can't hire somebody. I'm barely surviving myself. Whereas you come into a team and you've got some support there as well. So that's ideally um, what a team can offer. Now, my particular team is a, is a very developmental team. In other words, my, my concept is I can give you a fish while I'm teaching you how to fish. Mm -hmm. But you're going to learn how to fish because you're not going to make it just on the fish I'm going to give you. So you've, you've got to I can, I can keep the skids greased. I can keep momentum in your business for a period of time, whether it's 18 months, two years, three years, whatever it takes, uh, till you can ramp up your own personal production. And ideally you never want to have any one source be more than 50% of your business because then you're dependent on it. And mm -hmm. that includes me. You don't want me to be more than 50% of your business. Now the first year I'm probably going to be, but as you move forward, you want to develop other strategies to develop business. And, uh, and so that's what I, that's what I work with on my team. That's awesome. And you know, the, um, when, when you, and you're part of, uh, uh, uh the Buffini companies, the coaching, you know, do you use those strategies as you, as you mentor and train and develop the, the people on the team? What are, 
what are some of the things that you found to be vital over the years when you're, when you're developing your team? Well, we absolutely do. Um, the cool part about real estate is there's 400 strategies and they all work. Right. Right. You can yeah. work with investors. You can work with guys that flip. You can work with buy and hold strategy. You can work new construction. You can work commercial. You can do commercial leasing. And there's all these different ways of doing real estate. They all work but no one can implement them all. So when you start in real estate, whether you're on a team or not, hopefully you're working for a brokerage that kind of lets you dip your toe in the water on maybe 20 or 30 different strategies. But ideally you've got to identify the ones that speak to you. Number one, that you want to implement, that you believe you can become proficient at, and then go to work to become an expert at those strategies. And so you mentioned the Buffini company. I was exposed to uh, Brian Buffini's system very early in my career, like my first month. So the guy that knew me, the guy that was the team leader goes, man, Greg, you, you've done nothing but grow teams. He goes, I just went into this half day thing with this guy, Brian, and he showed me this system. I want you to take a look at it. And I looked at it and I said, yep, that'll work. I can implement that. Yeah. So that immediately became one of my strategies. It's also one that is our core, it's our cornerstone strategy for my team. So the only reason ever to start a team, and this is my opinion, but my humbly, but totally accurate opinion is the only way that you you ever want to start a team is because you're generating too much business to handle yourself. It's the right. only reason. Right. It isn't to work less and make more. It isn't to make money off other people so I can play golf three days a week. It's not that. It's I got too much going on. Ripe fruit is hitting the ground, to use a wine terminology, right? Yeah. I, got, I got good leads and good people that I ain't, am not able to service I need help. And there's three options. One, you can hire a bunch of assistants and become a super agent. Yeah. And I know guys like that that are doing two, 300 deals a year or 150 deals a year. And a lot of them are on their third wife. And, you know, I'm like, gee, I have no interest in doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're slaves to their business. The second thing you can do is you can sell that business, refer it out to 25% or thereabout. Yeah. The problem with that, Jim, is you lose, um, a little bit of control and control is probably not the right word, but you lose influence as to how that lead is handled. Cause if I'm giving it to another agent, it's now theirs. I also lose second and third and fourth generation business, right. which Referral. you know, is a Buffini yeah. technique. It's not just that client. It's who that client knows and diving down. So the third option is to start a team and, and to start developing people to handle these and, and again, I don't control how they handle the leads I give them, but I certainly do have some influence on that. Right, right. So, so that, cor that has become our cornerstone uh, strategy. And we've identified two to three, four other strategies that have why we have a team. The second was I created, uh, I took what Brian Buffini taught on a, um, on a business to personal level. So cultivating a database, sorting and qualifying a database, harvesting from a database. And then I took that to the business community and I started working business to business. My former life in wine, when I was working for the supplier, my, the distributor was my client. And I had to develop skills during that period of time to manage managers who didn't work for me who weren't even in the same organizational structure, but I had to learn how to manage through them to get my goals accomplished. That's a different kind of management than most 
corporate management structures. You know, my business card's bigger than your business card, so you're going to do what I say. Right. That doesn't that doesn't work when they don't work for your company. You know, so you yeah. got to learn how to be, um, um, you know, how to get how to get the motivation across to so that they're looking at it as well. This is in my best interest with me and my company is to to accomplish what Greg's putting in front of me here. So and, you know what? I, oh God, I'm sorry. Go, go ahead. ahead. No, I was going to say what <laughs> I've done is taken that from 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 the wine business. I took that into the real estate community with me, and I've learned how to communicate with other business owners and develop reciprocating relationships with them. So that's one of the things that I really like. First of all, I love that you're working for somebody else. You're obviously successful at it, but you realize that after these, you know, going through these mergers and you're, mm -hmm. and you're a valuable asset to the company because, Hey, you survived eight of them, but it's the ninth right. one that got you. And yep. then, you know, you're almost forced to break away from the herd and um, which is, you know, sometimes not a bad thing either when we're forced to come out of our comfort zone or, you know, not, you know, thank goodness that the, the corporate deals uh, dried up because if not, you wouldn't be where you are today. That's exactly but, right. You know, the thing that, and so sometimes we're, when we're forced to grow is when we really grow the most. But what I really like is um, that you, that everything is for a reason. So you, you learned and you took what you learned in the wine business and all of those valuable skills. And then you took the, and you took the fast path on in the real estate business. So, you know, when I said that I'm always looking for real estate deals, you know, I mean, in a, right. in a perfect world, I'd find a bunch of people that were in their seventies that wanted to sell, <laughs> you know, these portfolios that were making money and they would finance a hundred percent of it. And, you know, and I just, you know, go out and collect them and have the right management team and, and, uh, and, and away I'd go. Right. Um, right. No, that's simple, but simple isn't always easy. Um, and, uh, um, so if somebody said, okay, Greg, what is your team specialize in? Like, if I came to you, I know that you specialize in more than one thing, but if I came to you and said, Hey, um, either I live in the area or I'm in, interested in investing in that area and I'm looking for some real estate investment opportunities, <clears throat> Tell me about right. how do I get, because there's a lot of people that listen to this podcast and they think, I just don't know what the first step is. Do I call a realtor? Do I call a syndicator? Do I call a wholesaler? You know, what do right. I do to kind of start in the real estate investment world? Well, and, and as a matter of fact, um, real estate investment really isn't one of our core strategies. Okay. Um, it is. Okay. So we're, we're, a very transient area here. We've got um, um, a strong military presence. We have all five branches within 35 miles of where I'm sitting right now, uh, 13 bases, NASA and DOD are all in this market. So Uncle Sam likes to move people around. So our strategy has become um, basically being, you know, expert practitioners as uh, at, at, at conducting the real estate transaction. Okay. So we have become uber competent in that area and that's working with buyers and working with sellers. So I don't know if I'm answering your question, but to get to it from an investment standpoint, an investment is a different purchase than me helping you and your wife buy a home to live in. Okay. A lot of times I'll meet with a young couple and they're like, yeah, we want a really good investment. I said, do you want a really good investment? Or do you want somewhere to live? Well, we're going to live in it, but I want, I want a really good investment. Those two things are 
may not be directly proportional. The best investment may not be in the part of town you want to live in. Right. Um, <laughs> in fact, when I drive you there, you may say, please don't stop the car. And yeah. I won't. We'll just keep on going. But it might be the best investment. So a lot of times when I'm sitting down with a couple and, it, it, and they're like, uh, is, is this your primary residence? Yeah. Okay. Then that's going to change the way we view investment. It doesn't mean I'm not going to get you a good deal. I'm going to get you a good deal, but it's more predicated on keeping the main thing, the main thing. And this is going to be your primary residence. Right. This market, Jim, is actually um, because of the military influence, because of the government, because it's transit, a big tourist industry here. Our highs aren't as high and our lows aren't as low in real estate. Yeah. When, when the bubble, so to speak, burst in, in 2007, 2008, 2009, we only lost about 15 to 20% of our value. Now, the, whereas other markets lost 35, I've heard as, as high as 65% of value. However, since then, we've only recouped 50% of what we've lost. So it, this market has been flat from an appreciation standpoint for the last 10 years. Wow. Uh, houses that I sold clients 10 years ago are worth, give or take, you know, uh, a percent or two one way or the other from what they paid for it. Wow. So from an investment standpoint, if you're looking for appreciation, this isn't the market. If you're looking for a great place to live, good tax structure, good schools for your kids, things like that this is where you want to be buying moderate priced if you're in the government world and you're in the military and your career comes to this area this is a good place to purchase why because even if uncle sam moves you somewhere else you're liable to come back here because right. it's the largest navy base in the world langley air force base you know and all the peripheral and defense contracting and 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 support um that that feed into those um, uh, the different military branches. So I always say, you know, and they're right. And, and they tell me, you know, nine, seven months, seven years later, they're like, Greg, you're right. Uncle Sam moved me away for two years, but then I'm, I'm coming right back to Norfolk. I get to move right back into the house that we bought seven years ago. And that's an awesome thing. So, so that's, we, uh, yeah, go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. We're a good buy and hold strategy market, yeah. but yeah. the appreciation part, we're not going to get here. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's interesting because like I said, part of the time I live in South Dakota, but I live mm -hmm. right across the border from Nebraska and Iowa. And I would say that that Midwestern market is the same way. You're not going to get a lot of appreciation. You know, you might buy something that's just under underpriced and you know, whatever it is, but you're, you're really not going to get a ton of appreciation uh, cash flow sometimes is good because yeah. the cost is, of the of the property is reasonable, but and the rents are pretty stable. That's you what do we that have. Yeah, area too. Yep, we do, and we also have the tourist component. We have, oh yeah, you know, the Outer Banks. Uh, North Carolina is known for the Outer Banks. That starts here. Uh, okay. All the traffic that goes to the Outer Banks, unless you're coming up from the south. Uh, so from some Pennsylvania, from New Jersey, from New York, from C Connecticut, from Ohio, anybody driving the Yetter Banks comes right through my market, right through Virginia Beach to get there. Right. And right. we actually have a little bit of segment of the Outer Banks in Virginia called the Sandbridge area. And we call it, I call it the Outer Banks of Virginia. Yeah. And it's a lot smaller. It's nowhere near as large. But uh, inve uh, investments there is cash flow. 
So you can purchase a house, you know, it might cost you a million, but the rental income on it might be $85,000 a year. And that's right. weekly rentals. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting uh, that, uh, that you mentioned that. Cause I um, was doing an analysis on a house here in Southwest Florida that I, th and I think that the, it's about a million bucks and um, the, the rents were somewhere, I would say 77 to 87,000 mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. a year. Um, and, uh, you know, one of the things we have a challenge here is that the season really is January to, uh, you know, say the beginning of May. And, um, uh, so, but I mean, not that people don't want to come to Florida, you know, May to, to December, but you know, the, I guarantee you those four months you'd be rented solid. And then, right. and then, you know, sporadically after that, and we kind of, we right. kind of guessed the to only count on in season and the rest is a little bit gravy. You know, I had a friend ask me, Hey, where's a reasonable place to have a second home that is on the East coast, but, um, you know, isn't, isn't super expensive. So is that area, if I wanted a condo closer to the beach, is that possible in that area? It is. Yeah. Yeah. Our average sales price total market's about 250,000. So wow. that's a, you know, what do I get for 250? You know, a nice three bedroom, two bath ranch, probably 1800 square foot or 2000 square foot and, and finished nicely in a nice neighborhood. Or I could get a, a condo, um, probably walking distance to the beach in under 350. Wow. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, there's, there's real opportunities here uh, for something like that. Um, and then there's bigger stuff, as I mentioned, down in the Sandbridge area, that's, you know, the, the, the stereotypical houses on stilts, you know, out yep, by the yep. ocean. And uh, a lot of those have been converted and, and redone. And a lot of them have been blown down in these, you know, ginormous 20 bedroom places have been put up yeah. that, that are multi-million, but they rent for <laughs> a gob of money. And, you know, I've, I've, I've had friends, actually my, I've had family uh, from like Pennsylvania and, and uh and maryland who who will you know whether it's their church group or their or their card playing group or just a bunch of friends will all throw in five grand they'll rent one of these mansions for i don't know how much they are thirty thousand dollars a week or something like that yeah but when six families go in a five thousand dollar vacation at the beach in a in a mansion with a pool and walking you know a golf cart walk, taking you know two blocks from the ocean is not a bad vacation <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 we have that kind of um in my uh area and they have some a lot of rentals on yeah. at benita beach florida mm -hmm. and uh barefoot beach florida um and more so benita beach uh, this little area but i see these houses that probably sell for 10 to 15 million dollars but they rent like crazy because yep. you're watching the sunset like you yep. said for seven days watching the sunset from your backyard for a week, right? It's your, it's your pool area. It's your, where you, you know, you walk downstairs and you're at the beach, um, on the Gulf of Mexico. Yeah. You, I'm, I'm sure there's some numbers that you could make those things, make money and make it a, a deal. But like you said, five grand a week and you got a five bedroom for, so you got five uh, couples in there. Yeah. I mean, that's a lot of money. Um, obviously you got to make a lot of money to have a, a property of that value, right, but right. you could, you could definitely make it work. And 
how many places would you go to where you're going to a hotel and, and things like that? To where yeah, it's you not might take a that. cruise or something like that. It's going to cost you, you know, five to eight to 10 grand and, and you're on a, and you're on a cruise ship, which is great because there's entertainment and whatnot. But uh, yeah. once you do that once or twice, it's like, let's do something else, you know? And yeah, this is a great option for, um, for those families. And, and I mean, you're in a, gorgeous place like you yeah. said and, and overlooking the ocean whether whether you're and you know what cool cool part about the outer banks is you you get the sunrise and the sunset because you're well, facing east cool. but you turn around and you got the back bay behind you so you get the sunset over there right that is awesome <laughs> I, I didn't think about that but yeah you're, you're right double I, dipping on that some of the sunrises that um you know because again being on this side of florida we get sunsets but you know when they they sometimes show us um the sunrise, you know, on the news or whatever from a certain angle or a certain property. And I'm like, wow, that's a beautiful sunrise. So, um, I'm an early morning guy, so I can, I can, I can do sunrise or sunset. So <laughs> if I had both, good, that'd be great. Yeah. That's a great, that's the investment opportunity here, probably more than, you know, buy and appreciate and things like that. So our, our team isn't really founded on that. It's, it's more on the blocking and tackling of executing on, on transactions and building those relationships, which is, yep. uh, you know, that's what we're all about at Create Tailwind too, is, yeah. is, you know, building the relationship with the client. And like you said, when the client moves back to town or they have a friend, you know, they might be living in Texas, but they say, Hey, I'm, I'm moving to um, Norfolk. And they say, uh, Hey, you know, you gotta, you gotta yep. call Greg because he's, his team's the, the, you know, they're going to help you. And you know that that when you've built these teams, I think that that's really impressive because, you know, there's a lot of other industries out there that could learn from the real estate industry on the value of these teams and the mm -hmm. value of leadership. And so, um, you know, Greg, when I think of that, what are what are one, two, or three books that you've uh, read over the years that if you were uh, going to give somebody some advice on books that they absolutely must read that you'd recommend? Right. Well, for, for years, even before getting into real estate, real estate, I was a real student of John Maxwell and, yep. uh, and still am. And I, I love his, um, you know, 21 irrefutable laws of leadership. Um, he's got books on team building. He's got books on, on, you know, one of the, one of the unsung secrets to leadership is learning how to lead from the middle of the pack. You yeah. know, the guy out front doesn't always have to be the leader. Um, you can you can be a strong presence and a strong influence in an organization. Not you know you don't have to be the CEO. You can be a middle manager and have significant influence. And yeah. John does a, a great job with that. I, I was a, a, a you know subscribed to his tape series for many years and and, uh, and and have read most of his stuff. So that's that's a great place to start. I think if you really want to dive into leadership. Um, I mean, you know, anything Ogmandino ever writes. And then, you know, one of my favorites, and I, I know this is one of your favorites too, is the, the go-giver. Absolutely. And that's, you know, something that those techniques and those thought processes have infiltrated into my organization. Um, and they, they, they are our core values. Um, we, we, you know, cut several years ago, kind of put that out there. And I, whenever I interview for, for someone to join the team, it's, it's always about interviewing. It's always about, I hire attitude because I can, I can teach everything else. Sure. I'm not hiring skills. I'm not hiring production. Um, somebody that does high production that doesn't match up to my core values is not a good fit for me. 
Yep. I've, uh, I've, uh, I've learned that the same in my business too, Greg, is uh, yeah. that's really, um, you know, give me a young guy with the right values. And when I say guy, I mean man or woman. I hear um, you. Yep. Yeah, but, um, you know, give me somebody that has the right, right values and has high goals. And, you know, even if they're not, you know, I, the person producing, doing things that I don't know what they're doing has never worked out well for me. And yep. uh, um, in the same sense, there's a great quote that says, you know, you can't make somebody else thirsty. So what I like to see is I like to see attitude and ambition. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I think with attitude and ambition, you can, you can go anywhere. And, uh, um, you know, something when you talk about John Maxwell, I was at a leadership, um, conference a couple of months ago and John Maxwell was there and Simon mm -hmm. Sinek and, uh, and then this guy, Chris Hodges, who, uh, built, uh, the second largest church in the country. Right. And, um, um, what I was struck by with Maxwell is, is humility. You know, he asked more questions of the other guys than he answered, <laughs> you know, he, he just, uh, he's a pros pro man. He, he absolutely just, uh, is. Yeah. You know, really, I've never met the man, but I've, I've, I've sat at his feet and, uh, and, and with pen in hand and paper and, um, taking copious notes. That's for sure. I, you took the words right out of my mouth is, uh, you know, I used to listen to, um, Oh gosh, why am I drawing a, uh, how to master the art of selling anything? Tom, uh, Tom, uh Smith, Tom. No, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Um, yeah. it's yeah, going to come to me, but I used to drive and he sold three, like on his tape, he said he th sold 365 houses in one year, knocking door to door. And, <laughs> um, and you know, so, I listened to him because he was just so good. Right. He was like, so, um, he just knew how to communicate so well when I was in my twenties, right. I, I didn't. And so I listened to this guy and, uh, listened to his tapes and right. Maxwell and I'm, I've listened to all of the classic ones and, you know, I would wear those cassette tapes out driving around Denver, Colorado, uh, yep. um, you know, getting, getting information. And I, at times I thought, you know, why am I listening to this for, like four hours I've listened to this today or something. And I'll tell you what, every minute was valuable because it, even the stuff that I didn't take and implement, it told me what, what I didn't want to do or what didn't fit my style, which goes back to the team is when you well, have well, a unique ability. And let me share this with you. Yeah. Let me share this with you. He sold 365 houses knocking on doors. Last year I sold 369 houses and I didn't knock on one door. I love that. I love that. Okay. So strategically, same numbers, but strategically we did something different. Doesn't make one better than the other. They're just different. Right. But yeah. That's what's great about real estate is you can find what works for you. Find what speaks to you. Find what you can get passionate about. Find the strategy that you become the expert at and implement. And what works for one, uh, you know, doesn't necessarily have to work for the other. It's not one way. It's not cookie cutter. Yeah, that's awesome. Tom Hopkins, by the way, is his Tom name. Hopkins. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I I just remember <laughs> I, that was back in the day of wearing a suit every day, Greg, and a tie. And you had to have the right <laughs> yeah. shoes. And that yeah. was my first two years in the business, man. Yeah. I was a corporate guy. I was I was sixty hours a week. If yeah. I didn't have a client, I was going to work sixty hours a week. But I did it for two years, and and now we uh, we're, we're reaping the rewards. My, yeah. my core focus, Jim, I, I just, yeah. I want to share this with yeah. you and your, and your listeners. Um, and this isn't to say anything other than 
this is what has come out of this development of this team, that my core focus is to train agents in a way that they, that they can leave and be successful, treat them in a way that they won't want to. Yeah, I love that. And so that's a reminder to me as the team leader. Um, I always went, when I started this in 2009, this particular team at this particular company, brokerage, my goal was to create a company that if I was not in the team leader's seat, I would want to work for. And so that, what that did, Jim, is it put me in front of the mirror on a regular basis, looking in there going, okay, what is your value proposition? What do you, what, you know, if you were in the other chair, is this a place you would want to work? And yeah. that's what I've been, that's what I challenge myself with daily, weekly, monthly, annually to, uh, to review that, to make sure that I'm offering um, a value proposition that if I was in the other chair, I'd be like, yep, this is still a really great place and I would want to be here. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, you know, in fact, you know, normally about this time, Greg, I say what any famous last words, but I, so I, I'm not going to ask you that. I want you to repeat that, that, that phrase. So you said, train like um you know say that train one more time agent, yep. train agents in a way that they can leave and be successful yeah treat them in a way that they won't want to i think those are great last words to wrap it up you know um greg if somebody listening is 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 moving to that area is there a website or how would they contact your your team to uh to work with you guys our team is called real estate home team and it's www.realestatehometeam.com. Uh, all of our agents are listed there, including myself, because I'm still a producing agent. And uh, our phone numbers are there, our uh, emails, and I'd, I'd love to hear from any of your listeners. And if, even if they just want um, advice or just information, uh, we'd love to be a resource for them. Well, and you know, I'll tell you what, uh, you've, you've given some great examples of leadership and building team building. And there's a lot of business owners out there that listen to the show that could learn um, from that. And the way that you learn is you collaborate with people like Greg. So, you know, take Greg up on his offer, you know, um, Greg, you know, the, the, the show is breakaway wealth. And at create Tailwind, we try to show people how to break away by controlling the banking right. function in your life. And I know you're doing that and, and you're Thank building you. your system and, you know, we're excited about that. I know you are. And uh, just great to talk to people like you. So I, I, I want to thank you so much for taking the time and in the in the effort and just in the knowledge and the in the wisdom that you shared today. Thank you very much. Well, thank you, Jim. It, it's been a pleasure and uh, always an honor to talk to you. And I've, I've learned so much from Create Tailwind and what a what a paradigm shift I've gone through in the last two years uh, being involved. Uh, with uh, IBC and with Create Tailwind, and I, I'm uh, I'm I'm still learning. I'm just a baby in this thing, but I'm I'm excited about the future. Well, I'll tell you, I'm I'm excited to to have that relationship with you and and the help uh, in your development and growth in that area. And and I always love uh, sitting down and spending time with you and learning from you as well. Because, like you said, you when you're working with people that you know, like, and trust, and that you have a relationship with, you both benefit even if it, whether you're on the teaching side or the listening side, it, and that, and that rotates. And so, um, look forward to seeing you at the next Buffini event too. I got to get to, uh, I got to get to one of those this, this year. Hopefully it'll be one that you're Fantastic. at. I'll let you know which ones I'm going to. Hopefully we can connect there. Absolutely. All right. Thank you audience. Thank you, Until Jim. next time, let's break away from the herd just like Greg and his team. Um, and uh, um, I, I hope that you had a few nuggets that you could take away and implement in your world. Until next time.
Thank you for joining us. I'm Jim Oliver. Want to become your own banker and build wealth on your own terms? We'd love to help. Go to createtailwind.com to learn more and schedule a complimentary consultation.